your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning and welcome everyone once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie and you are now entering your hour of Thrive Time. I want to let you know that this next hour is going to deliver for you fantastic value, incredible content from three amazing speakers. So if you've decided to carve out an hour today to join us, you have made a wise decision, my friends. You have made a wise decision. If you're visiting for the first time, let me thank you. Because your visiting, your visitation today for the first time will pay off in major ways with great dividends. So I thank you for joining us today for the first time. If you are joining us yet again for another episode, then let me thank you also for continuing to support the show. We are one week away from our anniversary, and I'm excited about that because we've got some fantastic things planned for the following season, and you're going to be a part of that journey. So thank you again for joining us today. We've got three fantastic guests today that are going to light up the show with thrive-minded content. We've got Jason Forrest. He is not only the CEO of Forrest Performance Group, but he is just a top-notch sales guru, a global sales guru. He's going to be joining us with his story as our featured guest today. And we're also going to hear from Cheryl Hood. She is the founder of Victory Flows. She will be here with us today as our Impact Spotlight And then we're going to hear from a gentleman who's making waves in the small business community with Snyder Benefits Firm, the Snyder Benefits Firm. The founder himself, Stephen Snyder, will be here to share with us his wisdom and knowledge that can impact the thriving capabilities of the small business community. But I also want to let you know that if you've not had a chance to check out some of our prior shows, you can certainly do that at the jmamietalkshow.com. You can hang out there, check us out. You can visit the archived episodes section and listen to all our prior episodes. You're going to become addicted to the show. It's a very addicting show. And while you're there, make sure that you tap into our website, thejmamie.com. There you will have a chance to see that I have launched my latest book, Thrivology. It is quickly climbing the charts. Make sure that you pick up a copy for yourself. And finally, if you are in a uh, if you are in the North Texas Dallas section. I want you to know that we've got coming up on July 23rd something very special for you. For those of you that are business leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, consultants, coaches, and so on, we've got the Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop. It's a free event being held July 23rd in Pilot Point at a really cool place called Lizzie Gator. You can find out more information by visiting survivetothriveguide.com forward slash events. Again, for those of you that are looking to learn how to ratchet your sales skills to the next level, this event will be for you. And you can find out more at survivetothriveguide.com forward slash events. Now, speaking of sales mastery and being a sales warrior and ratcheting your skills to the next level, I want to introduce our first guest. Jason Forrest is not only CEO and founder of Forrest Performance Group, which was just rated the number one top sales development program in the world. But he's one of the world's only master practitioners in neuro-linguistic programming. And we're going to dive deep into that shortly with him. And for this year alone, he was just ranked number five in the top 30 global gurus in sales. By the way, to put that in perspective, that's an even higher rank than Grant Cardone. So we want to welcome Jason to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jason, welcome to the show. 
I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Brother, I appreciate you being on the show today. And before we dive into all of the goodness that we're going to cover, I'd like for you to share with us a little bit about your story. Yeah, sure. So, so I've, I've had my uh, training and now recruiting company for the last uh, 11 years. Uh, my whole life's been spent into, in sales and sales management. Um, I was very fortunate that my father owns uh, a jewelry store growing up, and my mom was a debate and speech coach. My Sunday school teacher was Zig Ziglar. So wow. I had a, had a great, yeah, had a great upbringing and um, spent my whole life in sales and, and, and then decided to, um, when I was, when I was, I guess it was around 28, um, I was very frustrated with the lack of relevancy out there in the sales training community. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that I felt that a lot of the sales trainers out there, they, they, um, it's the whole philosophy of those who can't do teach kind of thing. And, and so I wanted to disrupt the sales training industry by creating a, a very relevant training program that spoke to the, the top producers. You know, there's something to be said about producing content because you've lived it not because you've heard it from others or you've regurgitated. And that's, I'm sure you'd agree, that's what you find a lot uh, out there these days, a lot of these sales courses and sales trainers. Uh, great content, but sometimes you can only go so far in terms of depth if you've not lived what you're preaching, right? If you're not, uh, if you've not li- have that, lived that experience, it's very difficult to have a measure of authenticity. And that's one thing that you bring to the table, which I appreciate about you. You bring authenticity because of the actual experiences in the trenches that you've had. But I want to talk a little bit about your fantastic book, which is how I became a fan of yours. The Mindset of a Sales Warrior. I came across that book. I read it and I said, wow, this is a fantastic book. And certainly, again, as I said before, you cannot write a book like that unless you've lived it. But what was the catalyst to write that book? Well, so so, uh, so my background when I was a kid, I was a you know football player growing up and, and um, you know, I've, I've always love the the science and the art of, of high performance athletes and when you study them you know they, they're behind every athlete there's some sort of great coach and there's also some sports psychologist that, that's moving them forward and and so my belief system is that salespeople are athletes and they should be coached like athletes not managed like employees and and so you know i, I took the same premises so i basically study everything that the great athletes are getting from a sports psychology perspective. And that's my background is psychology as well. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I started teaching those concepts to salespeople, you know, what are the, what are, I call them leashes, but what are the rules that hold people back? The stories, the self-image, the reluctances, the fears, what are these things that hold you back? Now in the sports world, everyone who's listening, uh, it's the difference between panicking versus choking. Mm-hmm. So for example, a lot of you have heard that concept. Let's say you're, you know, you're a football player and um, you, you, you're a wide receiver and you don't know how to catch the football. So therefore you're going to panic because you don't know how to catch the football properly. So then you go to practice and you practice until you can't get it wrong. Um, and so therefore you don't panic anymore, but then all of a sudden the big game happens and, and everything's on the line and the, the, the you know, and, and you choke, meaning that you, you don't catch the football. Um, well, that, that's the difference between panicking and choking is panicking is I don't know how to do it. Choking is I know how to do it, but there's something in my mind, some sort of head trash that gets in the way and causes me to choke or, or drop the ball. And so that's what really fascinated me is, is that, um, you know, the majority of salespeople's failures after they've been doing it for a long time, after they've been taught what to do is not that they're panicking and not succeeding. It's that they're choking. Mm. They're not doing it in the heat of the, of the battle. 
You know, I love that. There's a difference between panicking and choking. You know, I've always been a big believer that a healthy and, and a fortifying identity really is a starting point for any successful person, especially in the sales world. But for those entering into the profession or struggling in it, why is this so key to understand this healthy and, and fortifying identity of being a professional salesperson? I know you talk about that. Well, identity is really everything. I mean, my, my belief system is it's not our circumstances that hold us back. It's our identity. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, think about all of us, you know, it's like, okay, we, we had this identity of I'm a father. And, and when you say the identity of I'm a father, well, there's a certain set of characteristics and behaviors and philosophies that will make that identity true. Well, all of a sudden that father now leaves the the environment of being a father, and now they are a they're a businessman, or they are a husband, or they're a best friend, or they're a coworker. So each of these have different identities, and those identities, um, again, is a, is nothing more than a series of kind of characteristics that 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 go after achieving some sort of goal. And so, unfortunately, most salespeople that you meet, you know, you ask them their story, and they you say, okay, well, tell me what you do for a living. And they won't say, well, I'm, I'm in the profession of sales or I'm a sales professional. They, mm-hmm. they won't declare the identity of it. Uh, they'll say something kind of around and about. But think about that. That's really the only, one of the only few professions out there that people don't declare what they are. I mean, if you go up to a doctor and say, I'm you know, curious, what do you do? They just say, I'm a doctor. Or they'll be more specific and say, you know, I'm a uh, brain doctor. Um, but but that's and that's the case with most most professions except for sales. And so why is that a problem? Well, let's go back to the metaphor I said earlier. Is that if if someone doesn't identify as a father, but they have biological children, then how good of a father are they going to be? That's right. That's absolutely that's, right. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. That's the answer right there. So you can't be good at something or great at something. You know, unless you, you know, truly identify with, with what does it mean to be that. I love the way you put that, brother. In fact, one of the things you talk about often, and I've read this in the book, and I want you to expound on this. You talk about warrior programming and warrior beliefs. This is a, you know, a sales warrior that we're talking about here. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so, so, so everyone just kind of, if you can kind of see this one concept, and that is that Programming is what we've been taught to be true, which drives our beliefs, which is what we think to be true, which drives our emotions, which is how we feel about something, which drives our motivations, which is why we do what we do, which drives our behaviors, which is what we do, which drives our results, which is what we receive. So programming is really the beginning of all of it, and we're constantly being programmed. Um, There's a lot of research that actually says that that by the age of seven, we have pretty much kind of been programmed, you know, 95% of our subconscious has been programmed by the age of seven. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it further gets kind of strengthened and solidified by the age of 13. So like the Jesuit priest for the longest time said, give me a child for the first seven years and when, and, and he will never depart from the church. I mean, that was like the belief system um, of how important that, those, that programming is. So again, we're all being programmed. Um, you know, another example of that is, is um, I did a study one time where I, I went and asked 100 different people um, um, the, the, the religion that you currently have or the political beliefs that you currently have, um, is it the same 
as the way that you were raised or is it different? Like, are you, are you different than how you were raised by your parents? And it's only about, there's only about 20% ish that had a different belief system than the way they were programmed to believe. So for example, if you, if you were raised Republican, you're probably a Republican. Mm -hmm. If you were raised Democrat, you're probably a Democrat. If you're raised a Christian or a Buddhist or more likely that is what you are. Very few of us will actually kind of wake up and say, hey, is this really what I believe? Like, is this really what I believe? And I'm going to do the research to decide this for sure. So, you know, I mean, you know, Jay Abraham, the great marketer, said most human beings are walking around with, you know, their umbilical cords out just asking to be plugged in. That's a pretty pretty, uh, intense metaphor there. But that's unfortunately kind of the truth, right? That's right. So we're all being programmed. Well, if, if think about the programming of a salesperson, if their entire life is around their parents, you know, saying, hey, sales is really a plan B career. You don't go to college to be in sales. Um, if they had neg- negative experiences, oh, I can't stand these cold callers that are calling me and interrupting me. Uh, if, if everything's kind of been a negative con artist type experience, well, that's their subconscious programming. And so, so of course, they don't want to, they don't want to be that. They don't want to disrupt the you know, disrupt their parenting, disrupt their, you know, their, their programming, disrupt, they don't want to go to Thanksgiving dinner and say, yeah, this whole thing that you hated your entire life, dad, I decided to be that. Mm. So there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance that goes in with that. And so, so my belief system is that, you know, the modern day sales warrior is really under siege. I mean, they're being hit by all, all fronts, right? They're being hit from their family, wondering how long they're going to do this job. You know, they're being hit by the customer, and the expectations of, you know, most salespeople aren't that good because they haven't been trained properly. And so they're kind of being hit by that. They're being hit by, you know, their company that if they do well, then the company says, um, oh, you must be doing well because, you know, you've got some great product or situation, not because you actually earned it. And there's just a lot of heat that's on them at all times. And so when I wrote the book, The Mindset of Sales Warrior, it was really kind of like my, I don't know, my manifesto or my love letter to the modern day sales warrior to say, hey, this, you got to take care of yourself. You know, no one's going to take care of you, but you, you are the problem and you are the solution and you've got to, you got to own this. Well, listen, I, I think the book is absolute gold. And when we come back after the break, I want to dive into what you have titled worth it money. And then we're going to talk about NLP and a bunch of other good stuff that I think is going to really bring some thrive minded content to our listeners. And we're going to do that right after the break. Hey everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. Hey everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to personally invite you to an upcoming event that I am hosting called the Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop on July 23rd in Pilot Point at Lizzie Gator. This event is going to be for anyone who's a business leader, a business coach, an entrepreneur, consultant, a coach, someone that is looking to effectively become a sales master this event is for you it's a free event you can go to survive to thrive guide.com forward slash events for the information do you like taking your car to a shop for maintenance or repairs oh are you kidding exactly that's why people all over dallas are using repairsmith repairsmith will do all your car maintenance or repair in your driveway safely with no contact 
RepairSmith works on my car at home. Anything your car needs. Oil change, battery replacement, or brakes. You name it. From regular maintenance to major repairs, RepairSmith will do it all at your home. What kind of cars? All of them. RepairSmith has specialists for every make, year, and model of car. Foreign or domestic. Expensive? No. You'll pay the same you would at a local shop. There's no fee for coming to your house. And you even get a guaranteed quote before you book. No surprises or extra fees. Life just got a whole lot easier. To get a free quote or to schedule at-home car repairs, go to RepairSmith.com and enter code RADIO. That's R-E-P-A-I-R-S-M-I-T-H dot com, code RADIO. RepairSmith.com, code R-A-D-I-O. News and information, K-L-I-F. Welcome back to Thrive Talk with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show on the line with the fabulous Jason Forrest. Having a great conversation about the sales warrior mindset. Now, Jason, I've been in sales since I was 13 years old. And, I, and it really was out of necessity. I grew up in Spanish Harlem, uh, very meager means. So that really instilled in me the discipline and the drive to get after it right early on. But I know what it's like to put in 18 hours a day driving home at 11 o'clock at night, brother. I know what that's like when you're out there building your business and, and knocking out sales. Um but I did it for something that you call worth it money. What is worth it money? Yeah, well, so I think sales is the worst paying nine to five job on the planet. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> it's not because it's not nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, majority of salespeople are making only nine to five money. So what is nine to five money? It's it's well, what's a job that I can you know go get today, which is probably fifty thousand dollars a year you know, working nine to five and getting banker's hours and, and, you know, having a, a pretty easy, easy go lucky life. So if you're, if you're making nine to five money as a sales warrior, it's really the worst paid job on the, on the planet because um, again, there's a much easier jobs you can do during that time frame. And if you're, if you're really doing it, you're probably not working nine to five. So you're working way, way longer than that. So, so worth it money is worth the sacrifice of not having a nine to five job. It's missing your kids' soccer games, your kids' sporting events, your kids' dance recitals. You know, it's missing family reunions. I mean, when I first started in sales, I was in real estate. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I had – my days off were, 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 were Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mm. You know, everyone else in the world has off, you know, uh, um, Saturdays and Sundays. And mm-hmm. I used to joke and say, you know, um, you know when, you, when you get into a job that you, you work every Saturday and Sunday, you had to find new friends. That's you know, right. who are the other people in the world – that have off on Tuesdays and Wednesdays besides salespeople. It's priests. Priests have off on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, the preachers of the world, the strippers and the magicians. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so in sales, you gotta fi- you gotta find new friends. You Dude, that'd be some dinner party. And strippers and the magicians. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so all my fraternity brothers and all my friends and so forth and family members that were, you know, playing golf on the weekends and doing stuff on the weekends, I mean you're you're not with them anymore. And so you have to take the heat from your you know, from your, your girlfriend or your boyfriends or your significant others and loved, loved ones that, you know, hey, another event you can't go to, what's up with that, right? And mm-hmm. so, so that's the idea. I mean, so, so again, you know, you owe it to yourself and to your family to do whatever you need to do. And I think in three areas, that's your mindset, process, and language to make sure that you are making worth it money or you need to find a different career. Absolutely right, man. Yeah. It's funny you mention that. You say most guys that, that are in sales, most guys and gals that are in sales, they think that they're giving it all they've got, and, and but their income reflects quite the opposite, right? Um, I mentioned earlier in the beginning segment as I was introducing you that 
you're one of the world's only master practitioners of neurolinguistic programming or NLP. But as popular as NLP is, there's still many people who aren't familiar with it. So for my listeners who are not uh, familiar with NLP, can you explain that and also how it affects performance? Yeah, so, so NLP, very simple, is neuro means brain, linguistic means speech pattern. And what's been proven by science and psychology is the way that we speak is a window into how we think, as well as the way that we speak has the capability to persuade and, on the dark side, manipulate uh, people's subconscious mind. Because the way that, the way that people make decisions um, are both, both consciously and subconsciously. Our conscious mind is used to really protect us. But our subconscious mind is very free. Mm-hmm. And so the best NLP uh, speechwriters, for example, their, their job is to speak to the subconscious mind to get people to make decisions fast. So the joke that we have in the NLP community is you don't vote for the president that you believe in the most. You vote for the president that has the best NLP speechwriter. Mm. So behind every politician, there's a very powerful, very great NLP speechwriter mm-hmm. that, that, that that's writing on the teleprompter. Really, the only president that we truly know who they are is Donald Trump. And I mean that in the sense that he's the only one in the last hundred years, right, that had mm-hmm. Twitter to himself. And he basically spoke his mind and spoke. And I'm not exactly. saying one way or the other. Yeah. But I'm just telling you that's the only one technically you could actually say, I knew I know 100 percent what I'm getting because – he spoke off the cuff constantly. So if you look at the rest of them, again, Biden, Obama, Bush, you name it, it doesn't matter what part, party, all the rest of them, you know, they didn't do a lot of town halls. And every time they read, every time they, t- they spoke to the audience, they were, they were reading off a teleprompter, which was written by an NLP speechwriter. And their entire, their entire purpose in life is to persuade the subconscious mind to get them to listen to what they want to listen to. So, I mean, that, that's my, so I, I am, Myself and my wife are one of 2,000 master practitioners in neurolinguistic programming, which, again, is about the science of persuasion and the science of high achievement. So why is it that um, – and we all know this, right? I mean, think about – here's an easy way to get this, is that, that um, if you've ever you know, had a bad day and you analyzed your thoughts and you started thinking about – like when the coronavirus hit, right? And you're like, oh, my God, this is horrible, horrible, horrible. I can't believe all this coronavirus stuff. That's NLP. That, that's the ability of understanding your thoughts and how horrible, you know, those thoughts were horrible, which led to feeling a certain way. Or let's say you had a positive experience and someone said, hey, you're the greatest person on the planet or you got married or you, got, you found, found the love of your life or someone proposed to you. And that felt, you felt that in your body when someone gave you those words. Well, that's NLP. So NLP is just the connection of our words to uh, them influencing our behaviors and, and actions. And there's no doubt about it, that absolutely affects performance. You know, sometimes you can have a person that has all the great training, they've got great leaders, great programs, great resources, but yet they can't get through the humps. And that's probably because they're struggling with some inner game that uh, that's handicapping them. So I, I think that anyone who is really interested in going deep and, uh, and immersing themselves in how to perform at a peak level beyond just the tangible uh, superficial training, they've got to reach out to someone like you. I totally believe that. But I often talk about the subtle elements, subtle elements that many novice salespeople miss. They miss this. 
which is what handicaps their success and handicaps their development. And one of those subtle elements you speak about in your book, and that is the just just being curious, so simply being curious. Why is curiosity so critical to success development and that warrior mindset? Well, because the simplest answer is that um, it's it's really not what people say; it's what people mean. It's 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 what it's the whys behind what people say. So 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 often the biggest you know thing I hear from salespeople is you know I just need more ready, willing, able buyers. You know I just I get all these just looking buyers, and these just looking buyers are kind of a waste of my time. And if I just had readily enabled buyers, I would be more successful. Well, first thing I say is, if you had nothing but readily enabled buyers, you would be Apple, and you would be on a fifty thousand dollar salary and a max a max income of maybe sixty thousand. So, so mm-hmm. that, that's you don't you don't actually want to have a hundred percent readily enabled buyers because you you're not going to be in commission based sales anymore, you're not going to make any money. So you actually want just looking buyers. What you want to be though is you want to be a master practitioner at persuading just-looking buyers to buy today over all alternatives. And that's what makes a sales warrior very different than everyone else. So what does that mean? Well, the curiosity comes in because as soon as someone calls you or let's say they filled out a web form and they're like, hey, I'm just checking things out. I'm just, I'm just looking and I'm just kind of seeing what your pricing model is. You know, well, well, the presupposition there is that there's something wrong with their current situation. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't be looking and talking to you if, if there wasn't something wrong. Well, yeah, but Jason, they didn't say something's wrong with their situation. They just said that they're just kind of checking things out. Well, you've got to tell me that they don't have more important things to do with their life and their time than just call around and talk to tell people all day and just see what's out there as an option. No, they, there's some sort of problem in their life that needs to be fixed, and they believe that you've got a product or service that potentially might fix that. So where curiosity comes into play – is you, you've got to get them to admit their hidden problems. And that's what separates a sales warrior from a sales helper, is what I would call them. A sales helper is someone who is only there to help people who have admitted problems and say, hey, sales helper, I'm looking for help, you know, like in a retail store. Hey, I need a size 34, 32 pant. Do you have them? And the sales helper goes, yeah, I have that. Well, if a person comes in and says, hey, I'm just looking, well, the sales helper would say, okay, well, no problem. Let me know if you need any help. Where a sales warrior goes, well, I'm going to presuppose that if you're in my store, <laughs> there's a problem that you have. That's right. And so I got to be curious and I got to figure out, well, what do you not like about your current wardrobe that's causing you to come look? Oh, well, I'm, you know, I don't like, I don't like my current pants. Okay, well, let's look at some pants then. You know, I mean, it's like that simple, right? But we've got to, that's where the curiosity comes into play. That's awesome, brother. Self-helper, that's key. I think a lot of people are more focused on self-help than being a, a sales warrior. In our last two minutes here, I want to dive into something that uh, I think it's important because there's a lot of content out there today that highlights the importance of paying attention to our energy, right? But you talk about energy poles as it pertains to a sales warrior. Um, in our last minute here, can you explain that concept? You, you literally just gave me like the most complicated concept in one minute. So, <laughs> so, well, listen, that's so, my way to get you to come back, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, all right. So there are these six energies. So I'll say them very quickly. So 
It's the energy of presence. It's the energy of expression. It's the energy of claim. It's the energy of surrender. It's the energy of, of penetration. And it's the energy of invitation. All right. Well, both all of us, everyone's listening right now, is really good at, let's say, half of these energies. Well, what ends up happening is, is opposites attract. And so, for example, let's say you're very dominant at the energy of presence and you talk to a sale, another, sorry, talk to a customer that also is very dominant at the energy of presence. Well, you're going to repel that person. So mm. instead, you're actually probably really good at attracting the energy of expression when you have the energy of presence, just like you're very good at attracting the energy of invitation when you have the energy of penetration, the in, in energy of surrender, and the energy of claim. Where I try to teach it, which is a total advanced concept, and that is one, recognizing what are you already kind of naturally doing, you know, so you're naturally really good at the in, energy of invitation. Well, that means that anytime you have, a, you have an, an opposing customer that's that opposite energy of penetration, well, you're probably, you're probably attracting them. You're probably doing a great job of being rapport with them. But if you have a customer that's got the energy of invitation, you're repelling them. You're not giving them enough guidance and not getting enough direction. And so it's noticing first where you're dominant and then realizing that you could literally double your conversion rate if you could be good at the other three energies, your opposites, as you are at your dominance. You know, this is a topic that we can spend hours discussing, and it's very critical. But And we're going to do that certainly when I have you back, and we're going to discuss having you back in the next six months, because there's so much goodness here, Jason, that you offer that uh, for the time limitation, the, the limitations of time here is difficult to cover. But I appreciate you being on the show, brother. Guys, Jason's information will be up at our website. You can look locate his book. You can locate his website, find out more about him, track him down, the master. He's a master at his craft and certainly someone that you want to follow. Jason, we appreciate you being on the show, brother. Thanks. I look forward to being on the future. Guys, we're going to be right back after the break. Hi, I'm Steven Snyder from the Snyder Benefits Firm. As a business owner, are you experiencing your employee insurance being too complicated and too expensive? Do you wish you could simplify that process? The Snyder Benefits Firm can help educate your employees and tailor the program to fit your budget. You can visit us at www.thesnyderbenefitsfirm.com or give me a call at 270 823 2187 for a free consultation. Have you ever wondered how much time and money you're wasting when a critical security solution is not implemented right the first time? And what it takes to achieve complete peace of mind, knowing that your people, the premises, and the property are all safe and secure 24 7. 365 days a year. Well, if this is important to you, then you need to contact my friend Wes Smith. Wes Smith is a security specialist at Securitas Electronic Security. You can reach Wes at 214-477-6692. Mattress Firm's 4th of July sale has been extended. Hurry in and get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase. Or save $500 on all Tempur-Pedic Breeze mattresses. With our low price guarantee, you can rest assured you'll get the best bed at the best price. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. If your basement smells like mildew, it could be coming from the last place you'd expect. Your gutters. That's right. Clogged gutters cause rainwater to overflow and seep right into your foundation. 
Now I'm smelling costly repairs. Leaf Filter, America's number one gutter guard, is a one-time investment that keeps debris out and comes with a lifetime transferable warranty. So schedule your free estimate now. Call 844-300-LEAF. That's 844-300-LEAF. Or visit tryleaffilter.com and keep gutters clean for good. KLIF. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In our Impact Spotlight today, we are featuring Cheryl Hood, the founder of Victory Flows. It's a wonderful organization that not only supports, cares, and has a fun-filled day for those living with a disability, but also blesses their siblings, their parents, and, and those significant caregivers with a wonderful day of respite. So we're excited to have her as our Impact Spotlight. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Jay. I am so humbled and excited to be here. I love your show. So I'm like, wow, get to be on the show. That's awesome. And I'm so um, humbled to be with the guests that you had today. So really, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. It's our, it's our, really, it's our joy to have you because you're making such an impact. But as a mother who raised your children on your own since they were very young, what was it like trying to be a successful career woman, balance the needs of your kids, and also volunteer in that special needs community? Yeah, that was that was a juggle. Um, I'm I'm originally from South Bend, Indiana, so I moved here a thousand miles away from any family. So I was the renegade, moved to Texas, thought I'd be super cool, ended up having a family, ended up being a single mom, um, and then I had to figure out how to make all that work, mm-hmm. support my kids, um, do you know, raise them, raise them well. Um, I, they were very young; they were three and six when when they uh, became when I became a single mom. And so I had a, ra- ra- a crazy radio career uh, that was fun, but it was hard work. And mm-hmm. so, but I also had a great boss. And that's, I think, things that make a lot of difference in your life. People come along that make difference in your life. I had a mm-hmm. boss that really believed in me and gave me flex time. So I was able to raise my kids and work a flex schedule, attend to them, do my volunteer work, which I really wanted to impact my kids with showing them that there's more to life than just mommy working. Um, and also to just be an example to them and get them involved in it. So that's mm-hmm. uh, what I did. They were very, they were into athletics, but I thought there's more to life than sports. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily they were both, they're both very servant hearted kids now. Wonderful. So I'm very happy. I, I tell you what, being a single mom is not easy. I know that world well. Um, and, uh, the plight of a single mom is what most people don't understand. So, Kudos to you for making it happen. Kudos to well, you. It was, um, you know, I was just blessed to have these great kids and yeah. able to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, here you are. So where do you think your passion for being involved in the disability community came from? Uh, you know, sometimes I shake my head and go, what? How, how did this happen? Because I did not have anybody uh, in my family or friends or anybody with a disability growing up. I had no, no, no reference for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it, the passion comes from is I was this tall, skinny, glasses wearing, braces wearing girl that wasn't very popular. I didn't have, you know, I was outcast. I wasn't invited to a lot of parties, didn't have a lot of boyfriends growing up. And it was like, I, I, I felt like I have this empathy or I feel like I have this empathy towards people that are, are outcast or misaligned or, or not appreciated for who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where my empathy has come from is just being this person that was kind of an outcast herself. And, and now um, I have this empathy and can relate to them. So I think that's part of it. Okay. Um, the other part I think is, is really a God given gift It's mm-hmm. because I, I can be anywhere. I can be in a restaurant or on a plane in the mall. And if there's somebody with a disability within range of me, 
I am drawn to that person. I, whether it's a physical disability or even autism or an unseen hearing loss or something like that, it's like, I know it's, I've got this sixth sense and it's like, I know you, I want to know, I want to be with you. I want to talk to you. I want to have fun with you. It's just this, it's something that just comes out of me. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I appreciate what you do because what most people don't know is at one time when I was a social worker, uh, when I got out of college, I actually worked with the disabled community. Wow. With the mentally handicapped. I used to actually be a job developer for people who had disabilities, from physical disabilities to emotional disabilities to mental disabilities. Uh, in New York, I worked at a place called, uh, in Eastchester, New York, at a, at a hospital where it was a tough job because it was working with individuals who had uh, missing limbs. Uh, they were deaf, blind. That was rough. Yeah. That was yeah. rough. And, and it takes a special kind of person with a special heart to work in that community. And you're right. It's a God thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a God gift because I mean, not everyone's called to do that sort of work. No, it's, I mean, that's part of the challenge of starting the ministry was um, getting people involved in it because there's so many great causes out there. There's, you know, children's cancer and there's Alzheimer's associations and there's, you know, can, all kinds of cancer funds. And they're, they all have the soft, touchy feely part to them. But um, working with people, someone with a disability, a lot of people are scared, yes. as you probably yeah, know. I know. They're I scared. Know. They yeah. don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. And so it's 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 almost like they don't want to get involved because they're scared of not knowing how to relate to somebody with a disability. So it's been a, you know somewhat of a challenge getting funding and getting people involved. I mean, thankfully, it's worked out, but it's been harder than I thought, put it that way. Well, that's why you're on the show as an impact spotlight to hopefully bring awareness to your organization. And speaking about that, how did you develop the idea for this nonprofit Victory Flows, which I love the name, by the way. Thanks. Well, yeah, that was, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it too. But um, uh, so I was involved in, like you, serving in the disability community in various ways. Uh, but I got involved with an organization called Johnny and Friends, which was started by a woman who became a uh, quadriplegic at a young age and she started this international organization called Johnny and Friends and it's Johnny Erickson Tata. Yes, and so yes, yeah a lot I of know, people sure, yes. I know she is sure. yeah so she, she's pretty famous mm-hmm. um, in the this community and so she holds these camps around the country she her organization does and I was fortunate enough to get to go to one of these camps and serve and as I got to know the families at the camps I learned so much more about them I learned that 80 percent up to 80 percent of families with somebody with a disability, and a divorce. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of single parents out there. Mm. Um, they're, they're financially strained with medical costs. They're, they um, have, they're isolated. They're, there's all the stress. There's depression of the parents. And then there's the siblings who they live in this surreal world of their brother or sister going to the hospital a lot of the times or not functioning or not being accepted or so they're living in this surreal world of this is their their normal living with somebody with a disability, and then the person with a disability, all the challenges they have emotionally and physically, and and just being accepted into society. And so I saw this great need. These camps were wonderful. They were a one week camp. The families would all come. They would the parents would do their thing, the kids would do their things, and there would be something for siblings as well. But it was once a year. And at the end of these camps, these kids were crying. They, mm. were go- they would not be back for a year. They would not have this freedom and acceptance and love. And I thought, I just had this burning in my heart. There's got to be more. There's, there's got to be more. But at the time, I was raising my, putting my two kids through, well, raising my kids and then eventually putting through college. I just had this idea that, oh, I want to do something. But I couldn't really do it because I didn't have the bandwidth to do mm-hmm. it. Um, I also got involved with the Wounded Warriors program, too. Oh, excellent. 
um, because Johnny and Friends has a camp for Wounded Warriors. So I felt like I wanted to serve both populations. And um, and so I I did. Um, And um, finally, one day, (laughs) I just said, here we go, and sold my house, sold my convertible, which I miss a little still, Um, (laughs) and and just quit my job and said, here we go. And so we started this mission to serve families uh, affected by disability with activities and fellowship, community, give them some relief and fun, and mm-hmm. fun all in a Christ-centered environment. That's beautiful. Now, as part of your nonprofit, you not only have served families and those living with disabilities in North Texas, but also on several trips to Ghana, Africa, and Cuba. So can you tell me a little bit about those and why you chose those specific countries? Uh, I, they chose me because I never in my wildest dreams would go to, thought I would go to Africa, but they're was I went, fell in love with the people, fell in love with the joy. Third world countries, the families are misaligned. Um, mm-hmm. They're outcasts. They even kill their kids with disabilities. I know that. Yeah. They don't have any support. Yeah. So I went there to, to work with pastors at churches to help them to open up their doors to people with disabilities. I lived in the village for three months of helping with disability awareness. Just really, I was just called to Africa and, and, and to Cuba. And I would... I would never have gone to any of those countries, but through this disability passion that I have. Mm-hmm. So one of the features of Victory Flow is, as I saw on your website, you hold events called Fun and Freedom Days. Walk me through, what does that look like, a Fun and Freedom Day that's sponsored by Victory Flows? Oh, this is, yeah, this is just so cool. So I, I took some of that concept from that one-week camp and condensed it into one day. And how it works is the families are... They're, they come to the event. They're welcome. The parents go off and do their own thing. The kids have a list of activities that they get to do. The siblings and those with a disability have a volunteer. Everything from dancing to painting to archery to swimming, all kinds of activities, just to allow them to have everybody has their own day of fun and freedom. That's beautiful. And it also gives respite to those that care for them as well. It, it, well, they, they, the parents get to have naps and massages and movie oh, times. Nice. And we give them that's a sit-down dinner. Yes. That's wonderful. <laughs> so in the last 30 seconds, what's your vision for the future of Victory Flows? Well, thanks. I My my vision one is to run it full-time. Unfortunately, nonprofit work doesn't pay well, so I am mm-hmm. still working and running the ministry, but it's going well. My long-term vision is to build a facility, to, have, uh, to host these events, to serve the families, to teach life skill classes, to partner with Special Olympics and do some training there. So that's that's the vision is to have our own facility. Well, we're going to support you on this show. We're going to have your information up on our website so that people can go to victoryflows.org, right? Victoryflows.org. Um, check out the organization. Guys, it is one of these organizations that is making an impact in the lives of many, and that's why Cheryl is here today. So thanks for being on the show, Thanks Cheryl. so much, Jay. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Hey guys, Steve Farou here, founder and CEO of Victory Selling. Just finished up on the Jamie Amy Talk Show. And if you're a CEO or sales manager concerned with getting performance out of your sales team, we can help. Our solution is to help you build a sales process that's duplicatable, effective, and works with consumers today through the 2021 mindset. Where you can find me, victoryselling.com. You can look me up on LinkedIn. Happy to connect. And thanks again for having me on, Jay. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at the jmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much 
in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at thejmamie.com. 570 AM, KLIF. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In studio today, we've got our business spotlight. I'm featuring Steven Snyder, the president of the Snyder Benefits Firm here in Dallas. And the reason why we're having Steven on the show today is because I believe that if you're in small business and you're the owner of a small business, the last thing you want to do is be blindsided with issues that can affect the performance of your organization. And understanding the world of benefits is so critical that it is important to really understand it in a way that allows you to feel comfortable in applying it to your business. Well, we've got the expert in-house today, Stephen Snyder, the president of the Snyder Benefits Firm. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Steve, before we dive into all the goodness that you offer, can you share a little bit about your personal story for us? Yeah, certainly. You know, I uh, grew up in a military family, you know, so we moved around a lot. But uh, my dad retired at Fort Knox in Kentucky, so that's where I consider myself to be uh, be a native of. That's where my parents still live. Uh, after graduating from high school, I had the opportunity to play baseball in college. Oh, really? So I moved down to Georgia and went to Middle Georgia College and then went to Mercer University. Uh, and then after that, you know, literally, literally stumbled myself into the insurance business. Uh, like most people, didn't grow up saying, hey, you know mm-hmm. what, I want to be in insurance. Mm-hmm. Kind of stumbled myself into that. So I've been in it now, be, be 13 years in September. Wow. Um, and then my wife and I actually, we just recently moved here to DFW. We live here in Dallas uh, back in November, uh, so end of last year. Uh, had the opportunity to move here from Nashville, Tennessee. You know, one of the things that I admire is people that are willing to take risks, right? So not only did you move here to Dallas recently, similar to my story, I'm here almost three years, here about a year, I believe, right? Yeah, just a little under a year. A little under a year. And here you are moving to a brand new area and starting your own firm, taking all that wonderful experience and saying, I'm going to start my own firm. What inspired you to do that? Well, you know, like I said, I've been in the insurance industry for, for 13 years. 10 of those years were really just having a one company solution. Mm -hmm. So whenever we came here, I decided, you know what, number one, if I'm going to start over, let's be able to provide all sorts of solutions Mm -hmm. uh, to people because one company isn't always the right fit for everybody. That's right. So I found it as an opportunity to really be able to find solutions for businesses, individuals, uh, and that way I have find a solution, not just one solution. Well, listen, my friend, you've done a great job in providing that because you're absolutely right. It's very difficult to do the very best for a consumer if you have only a handful of products to offer. Very difficult. So you took the sort of the the chains off and decided to go independent. I did. Right? Mm-hmm. That's very good. So where do you find that business owners lack the right knowledge and, and information today when providing these benefits? Well, one, I think a lot of businesses think they're either too small to offer something or that they can't afford it. Okay. Uh, you know, and matter of fact, a lot of businesses you know, or a lot of the companies that provide insurance, they can do that down to two, three employees and work with budgets of all kinds, whether it be even as little as zero dollars are coming directly out of an employer's pocket. Okay. Uh, another aspect of it is that they feel like the employees just can't, can't afford it or, or aren't interested. Okay. But, so they don't fully have an understanding of what the benefits that they can be provided for them and what it's going to do for their business as well. Uh, not just from providing it, but from a value standpoint, is it is an attraction and retention exactly. tool. Exactly. Uh, not just a benefit to provide. You know, employees want to feel like they're being uh, being valued, not mm-hmm. just through pay, but through other benefits as well. 
Well, it's it's one of the ways, as you mentioned earlier, not only attracts great quality and talent, but retains them as well because people are going to always look out for what's best for them and their family. Absolutely. And the other guy, the other guy being another company, may offer uh, maybe less salary but better benefits. And now that person you've taken time to train, that key element, that key person in your company now leaves you because that other company is providing benefits. Not yeah. more money, but better benefits. Yeah, certainly. We, we, we've seen some statistics where individuals, about a third of employees that were surveyed, took a job that paid them less mm. but provided them better benefits. Look at that. Yeah, so there you go. What are the challenges that now we're in a post-pandemic, mm -hmm. right? Businesses are recovering. They're getting back on track. Some of them didn't make it. Some of them did. But what are you seeing other challenges that businesses post-pandemic um, are, are challenged with now as, as it pertains to their to providing benefits? I would say technology okay. is one of the big ones. You may have a lot more employees that are work from home mm. or just a standpoint of we're in a technological world now. No one deals with, you know, we don't deal with cash. Mm -hmm. So we have PayPal, we have Venmo. Mm -hmm. uh, employers, HR executives don't want to deal with stacks of paper when it comes to insurance either. Mm -hmm. So having technology in place to either conduct enrollments or just capture the paperwork that's needed is going to be crucial for them. Okay. Now, I'd like for you to to, to give me some examples, uh, Stephen, you know, because sometimes the best way that a, a listener or someone else can understand and appreciate the value that you offer is by case studies, scenarios, and examples. Sure. So are you able to provide just a couple of examples of before and after scenarios? Yeah, absolutely. You know, recently, we had a company that was just like that. They had a uh, HR that was collecting all their paperwork, about mm -hmm. 40, 50 employees, mm -hmm. and they're collecting 40, 50 applications for employees. Wow. You can imagine some things are going to get lost. Some things are going to be uh, filled out incorrectly. So they're having to go back to, hey, Jay, can you refill this out? And you're like, I already did that. <laughs> uh, so now if you're able to use the right technology, there's going to be things in there. If it needs to be answered, it needs to be answered. Mm -hmm. But if it can be skipped, it can be skipped. But also had a situation where they were working from home or, excuse me, not even letting the employee or visitors on site. It's happening in certain areas, right? So not every company is going to have the traditional face-to-face -face enrollment conversation where they can sit side-by-side -side with somebody. So mm -hmm. it might need to happen over Zoom, over WebEx. So we're able to put that situation into play for that company to where they set up a time. We set up a calendar link for someone to set up a time to speak with a benefit counselor okay. to talk them through the, all of their benefits, did it over Zoom, and then they just got a, a text message or an email with a link to electronically sign their uh, signature to the application. So help to streamline that process. Still got everything done from a benefit communication and education standpoint, mm -hmm. and also took that administrative burden off HR and owner to not have to collect 40 paper applications and make sure they're all filled out correctly. Very, very efficient. So that's one of those areas where people can rely yeah, absolutely. On, on what you provide as something being very efficient. By the way, quick question. So mm -hmm. there is always a sweet spot for a company when it comes to uh, providing services, meaning they won't go provide service for a company that has over 100, 200 employees, mm -hmm. and they won't go anything lower than 10, let's say, as an example. The Snyder Benefits firm, what's your sweet spot? Sweet spot, 20 to 50 employee range. 20 to 50? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now, are you practicing uh, just in the state of Texas, or where else can people locate you if they're interested Certainly. Uh, mostly here done in the state of Texas, okay. but uh, have insurance licenses, which are the important part, mm -hmm. uh, basically throughout the entire Southeast. Okay. Very good. So if I have a listener listening from Florida or some other state, there's a possibility that you can help them in that particular state. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, wonderful. So as a business owner, 
What would you say is the most critical coverage that they need to have on themselves and also on their employees? If they can afford it first, health insurance. Okay. But outside of that, regardless of whether they have health insurance or not, disability insurance. Mm-hmm. Disability insurance is that you know essentially insuring someone's ability to earn a living. Mm-hmm. And you know if they didn't couldn't work because they were injured or ill, can't come to work, how they can provide for their family. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, really life insurance. We all understand the need for life insurance, but most people don't always have the ability to get access to it. So help them take care of their families if something were to unexpectedly happen to them. And you offer all three, health, disability, and life. Yep, all three. Okay, very good. There's a lot of talk these days about long-term care. Mm -hmm. Is that something also that they can find through you? I have access to some of that. I'm not necessarily an expert in that, but if they can come to me and then I can find somebody who can be a resource to them for that. Excellent. In our last couple of minutes here, I want to pick your brain a little bit. Okay. There's always changes that affect industries. What are the changes right now in this industry that are happening or that are on the horizon that business owners need to be aware of? I think the first one is going back to that technology piece Mm -hmm. that uh, people are wanting to streamline those processes to be able to make it simple, make it easy for themselves but also for the insurance carrier, but also for their employees to be able to watch videos and educate themselves from that standpoint and really kind of putting the the power, so to speak, back in the consumer mm-hmm. and having them have access to understand their benefits fully. Okay. Uh, not everyone fully understands that when it comes to their benefits. Okay. So a business owner is listening to my show right now, let's say, and we have tons of business owners that listen to the show. Uh, Walk us through or walk them through what happens if they decide, I'm going to call Steven. Sound like a nice guy, pretty um, pretty straightforward kind of dude. What can they expect by meeting you? Yeah, certainly. Uh, the first step would be I would have a just an initial discovery conversation with mm-hmm. them to figure out what they're doing as far as benefits, how they're doing it, and then ultimately what the, what they're trying to gain out of that as well. Uh, many times in the insurance business, we hit that, you know, that sales objection that says, well, just why don't you just send me the information? But we also find that in the insurance industry, as I'm sure we could all agree, no two people and no two businesses are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So one business that's in the same industry may not do it entirely the same as another business. So walking them through what that process is going to look like uh, on the back end as well to be able to help them out from a communication standpoint to their benefits, how it's going to best help them and their employees. Because what we're finding is a lot of times for businesses, Mm -hmm. typically their second or third largest expense is the insurance they provide. Correct. Uh, so it brings them no value, but the people that are under their, under their employee don't know how to use it. Correct. Uh, Steve, this has been fantastic. We're not going to let you go before you offer something to our listeners. Okay. So in our last 30 seconds, is there anything you'd like to offer our listeners today? Yeah, a, a free consultation just to learn about how you're doing benefits and why your business is working and see if there might be a way for us to be able to help. And where can people find you? Yeah, they can find us at uh, on the web at uh, www.thesnyderbenefitsfirm.com and my cell phone number, which is uh, area code 270-823-2187. Steve, you've been doing fantastic work for 13 years, and now you've stepped out on your own with the Snyder uh, Benefits Firm. I think you're going to have tremendous success. I appreciate you being on the show today. Well, I appreciate it. Guys, that wraps up our show this week. A fantastic episode once again with thrive-minded content from three spectacular people bringing tremendous value to the world. We will see you next week once again on the J. Mamie Talk Show for your next hour of Thrive Time.